Good morning and welcome to the Mental Health Worships of the Northern Conference. My name is Nandi Fleming and I'll be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us just close our eyes for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, um, it is indeed our desire, Lord, to be like the song says, Lord, to say no matter what happens, the storms of life that might be raging, Lord, that we will have this peace that surpasses understanding. And Lord, as the soft morning dew is falling, as the little birds are chirping outside, Lord, may you give us that peace and that calmness within our hearts and within our minds. Bless us now, Lord, as we open up your word and may you speak to us as my prayer in your name. Amen. For this morning's worship, I'm going to read for you out of the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2. It says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. The title of my sermon this morning is The Calm Before the Storm and The Peace After the Storm. I've heard many people say that there is this saying that goes, there's a calm before the storm. But have you ever noticed within nature how peaceful and quiet everything is after a storm? After a storm, people go out, they walk around, animals are scavenging, and usually there's this, this, this quietness, this stillness about the world after a quite terrible storm. I believe that there is a great storm coming, a storm that this world has never faced. And my question is, how will we prepare for this storm? How are we preparing right now for this crisis which will soon overtake the world? The world as we know it has already changed drastically in the last few weeks and months. And we were unprepared for it. When a crisis hits and fear grips our hearts, how will we respond? How are we responding right now? Although COVID-19 is a crisis that we are facing right now and possibly a sign of the last days are coming closer. I do not quite think it is the end. And although we do face personal crises in our day, in our lives every day and in our work, this too is also not the end. The Bible speaks about the end and about a terrible crisis that will soon come upon this world. There will be terrible times in the last days, says the Bible. COVID-19 is part of these terrible times in the last days, but I do believe that there could be possibly worse coming to our world. But you see, we need not fear because God is our God. He is our refuge, our ever-present help in time of trouble. The saying that goes, that says, there is a calm before the storm. I've often wondered what exactly do people mean when they say the calm before the storm. And really what people are saying when they, they use this expression is to say, don't get too comfortable even when things are going well. There is a storm coming. In other words, if you are now in the calm, use the calm to prepare for the storm, to make sure that when the storm arrives that you will be ready. When I was young, a small child, probably around about the age of eight, our family and I went to go visit my uncle on his farm. Now, I call him my uncle, but he's really a family friend. And I remember it was always a very peaceful time for our family to go there, you know, being in nature among the chickens, the goats, the cows, and all the beautiful streams and hills and the luscious greenery. It really gave us a, a calm within our hearts. And we always used to eat very well-prepared farm meals that his wife had prepared, you know, baked breads and, you know, nice butters and enjoying getting away from the hustle and bustle of city life. A real calm time for our family to spend with theirs. 
So one night, while we were sitting around the kitchen table, as we usually did, talking, relaxing, laughing, a massive hailstorm hit the area. The hail was so was huge, probably the size of golf balls or even bigger. I don't really recall, but I do remember the next day that the farm was left in devastation. When the hail started falling, immediately my uncle and my dad jumped to their feet and rushed outside, obviously to try and prepare and to try and save that which could be saved. Some of the animals were out in the fields. They had to be brought in under roof. Um, the cars were out. They had to be covered with some sails. Um, the workers in their small tin homes had to come into the house because their shelters had been broken down by the wind and the storm and destroyed it completely. I remember the dogs running into the house for protection. Even some chickens um, op- came in through the back door. It was very loud and very confusing and very scary. Um, I wondered to myself if my uncle and us had known that this storm was coming, how much preparation would have been done in order to secure the farm, in order to secure the the livestock, in order to secure the belongings and the property. But you see, also, it would have perhaps been been, been a bit less scary if we knew it was coming. But because it caught us so unaware, we were afraid. Um, If we had known that it was coming, we would have been better prepared. If the world had known that COVID-19 was coming, we probably would also have been better prepared. The Bible tells us that there is a storm coming. We do not need to be caught unprepared. The Bible is warning us. There are many prophecies in the Bible that talk about exactly what the storm is going to entail, what the signs of the storm are, what we can do in order to prepare ourselves. You see, God doesn't want us to be caught unaware. He gives us signs and we need them. Um, as the time increases for the world to end. He tells us in the Bible, in the book of Matthew, about some of the signs that the end is nearing. God doesn't want us to be caught unaware. Famines, diseases, pestilence, nature acting out, people losing their love for one another, um, their natural love for one another, people becoming more lovers of pleasure than lovers of God. And we see all of these things happening around us. Um, And God is warning us that the crisis is soon about to hit the world. There's going to be a great storm that's going to hit us before God can give us peace. We may see this pandemic that we are in right now as a crisis, but it really is part of the calm before the great and terrible storm. So much worse could be coming and we need to be prepared. You see, preparation that needs to take place for God's people today is not so much physical preparation. The Bible warns us against trying to prepare physically for that which is about to hit the world. Um, It talks about that we should not prepare what we're going to say when people ask us about our faith. We shouldn't store up food. We shouldn't prepare where we're going to live or, or what we're going to eat. God says that he will take care of these things. But the preparation that really needs to take place is a spiritual one. There is a a group within South Africa, I will not name this group's name, I'm sure you will know who it is when I start speaking about it, that is very bent on preparing for civil war that is going to befall South Africa, so they believe. Um, I went to one of these meetings that they were having out of curiosity, and they literally had everything prepared if ever civil war were to break out within the confines of the borders of South Africa. They told their people to have food bags 
backpacked little little backpacks prepared with you know non-perishable foods medical supplies you know just the basic necessities that you need to have so that if something were to happen that you could grab your bag and run their escape routes were already planned and they mapped it out for those who came to the meetings places of refuge were identified in isolated areas where nobody knew where they were all of this I believed in my heart of hearts would end up to prove to be futile preparations. Because you see, the truth of the matter is, is that we can never truly prepare for the future because we don't know how it's going to play out. We don't know how it's going to happen or what's going to happen. Only God knows. And we should really learn as Christians to trust in him, to, 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 to rely on him that not only will he preserve our lives, but he will fully supply our needs according to his riches in glory. We do not need to go for, for self-defense classes and fighting classes in order to preserve our own lives. God will take care of our physical lives. We don't need to try and save ourselves. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 8 says, The Lord himself will go before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. The true preparation that we have to take um, part in during this time, during the the calm before the storm is really a spiritual preparation. You see, the biggest difficulty that we are going to face in the end and as the end approaches is, am I confident enough to trust God come hell or high word, water? In other words, do I now practice my trust in God in the small storms of life so that when the bigger storm comes that I will have no doubt that even when things start going wrong I will cling to God my refuge the one who has promised that he has gone ahead of me because he knows the future he knows exactly how these things are going to play out the one that has promised that he will never leave us nor forsake us we do not need to be afraid the only preparation that we have to do right now is to learn to trust and to obey God so that when the time comes we will continue Continue to trust and obey him and not give up on him. Will my faith and relationship be so secure in God that I will be able to stand strong emotionally and cognitively trusting God that he will take care of my physical needs during that time? God will supply all our needs according to his riches and glory, says the Bible. So how do we face this crisis spiritually and how do we prepare for the storm spiritually during this time of calm? Many of us are fortunate during this time, during COVID-19, um, to still um, be able to receive a salary while we are on lockdown. We have time off, time to spend time in the word of God, to pray more, to strengthen our relationship with God. The thing about the calm is, is that we, we, we're not in a crisis yet as much. And we can use this time to really spend extra time in God, to really learn to trust him in the small things of life so that we can trust him in the bigger things. So if you have some time now, I'd like to um, recommend to go and read the book of Second Chronicles chapter 17 to chapter 20, because I'd like to highlight some principles on how we can prepare spiritually to face the real battle that is coming by using the story of King Jehoshaphat. 
Now, King Jehoshaphat also had a period of calm in his reign. He was a king, the fourth king of Judah, as a matter of fact. And God blessed him because he followed in his ways. God gave him a time period of peace. But there was also a time period where King Jehoshaphat was faced by war, where people who he used to be at peace with came and attacked him. And God was with him during the storm that he had faced. God was with him during this battle that he had to go through because he had sufficiently prepared during the calm. Second Chronicles chapter 17 verse 6 tells us how he prepared. He was a highly spiritual man. It says he was deeply committed to the ways of the Lord. Are we today also deeply committed to the ways of the Lord? It tells us that he was so deeply committed to the ways of the Lord that while his kingdom was at peace, he sent out officials and priests throughout the land to teach the people the laws of God. How wonderful is this? He sent officials with manuscripts, with copies of the law of God. He sent them out as preachers to go and convert those who had not yet been converted by the law of God, telling people to themselves prepare spiritually and to follow the ways of God. Um, Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 30 also says that his kingdom enjoyed peace all around and that God blessed his reign because of his loyalty to him. God gave him a time of calm in which him as well as his kingdom could prepare for that which were to come. To prepare so that they could trust God fully when the storms of life arose. So, Jehoshaphat used this time very wisely, spiritually learning to go to God and to trust him in all things of matter. Um, As a matter of fact, whenever he was faced with a difficult decision to make, it says that before he did anything, he always went to God in prayer, inquiring of God what it is that he needed to do. But in his reign also, the storm did come. He experienced a time period of peace, but Second Chronicles 20 verse 1 tells us that after some time, the Moabites and the Ammonites and some of the Meunites came to make war against Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat that a vast army was coming against him from Edom. You see, as I said before, in our lives as well, we are also going to face a crisis soon. A crisis that is much worse, a vast army that will come against us. And this army is not necessarily a physical army, but it is Satan's army that will intensify its attacks on our lives to bring more um, crises into our life in order to get us to, to, to fall, to not trust God anymore. Persecution may come. People who we lived in peace with before might come against us. Matthew chapter 10 verse 21 says that there will come a time where brother will betray brother to death and father his child and children will rebel against their parents and will have them put to death. We have no idea apart from what God has told us what this world is going to face soon but we need not fear because God is giving us a time of calm now to prepare not physically but emotionally and spiritually to be strong to know that even when difficult times come hard times come that we are safe in Christ and that we are in his hands. So warfare is soon to come upon us as well. There is a storm that is brewing and we can already see the signs all around us. When war came upon the doorstep of King Jehoshaphat, he reacted in specific ways and I believe that we can learn from his reactions. The first step that King Jehoshaphat took when the war came, when he heard about this vast army that was approaching, is that he inquired of the Lord. Verse 3 tells us that Jehoshaphat was terrified and he 
begged the Lord for guidance. He called the land and himself to a time period of fasting. And he prayed before the people of the land asking God to help him. He acknowledged his dependence upon the Lord God. He said in verse um, 12, he said, We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you, Lord. He was asking God to help them. Four things that he did. He begged God for help. He fasted. He prayed and he acknowledged his dependence upon the Lord. During this time, we are preparing also to face this vast army that is coming towards us, the storm that is coming. It is a time where we can take time to, to, to ask God, even though we might be afraid, to ask God for help, to fast, to pray and to say, Lord, we can't help ourselves. We are not going to be able to go through the storm. Please be our strength and our strength shield and our fortress. God came with an answer and he said to the people, do not be afraid or discouraged because this vast army that comes against you, um, because of this vast army, because the battle is not yours, but it is God's. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position, stand firm and see the deliverance that the Lord will give you. Go out, face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you, says verse 17. Early morning, it says the army got up and they left for the desert of Tekoa to go and face this vast army that was coming against them. You see, the second part of, of truly facing the storm is to obey God's instructions during crisis. God told Jehoshaphat that firstly, don't be afraid. Secondly, the battle is not yours. Thirdly, go out, take your positions, um, go and face the army, but stand and see how God will deliver. You do not fight. You will not have to fight this battle, um, but obey God. Don't be afraid and go and stand against the enemy in God's strength and God will deliver you. I believe that as the crises of this world approaches, we can face, we can, we can follow the very same example in trusting God that he will fight the battle for us. We do not need be to be afraid, but we need to stand up and say, Lord, we are obeying you. The only preparation that we need to take is to obey and to trust God that he will take care of the crisis that lays ahead. The interesting thing about the response that Jehoshaphat had after this prayer and after God gave him this promise is that it says, the Bible tells us that Jehoshaphat and the entire um, Israel bowed down face to the ground and worshipped God. We should not during the times of crisis, when things start to change all around us, neglect the worship of God, to pray and to spend time in God's, words, in, in God's word. Um, we should also learn to believe God's promises, believe what he has said through his word, believe what he has said through his prophets. You see, Jehoshaphat called the people um, to, to ask. He said to them, have faith in the Lord as the battle was approaching. Your God, have faith in him and you will be upheld. In other words, you will survive if you have faith in God. Also have faith in his prophets, he said to the people, and then we will be successful. As the time approaches for the storm that we need to face, we too need to claim the promises of God every day. Recite them in your mind. Call them to your remembrance. Believe that which the prophets of God has said, what they have written, so that we can be ready and we will make it through when we have the faith in God that we are called to have.
We should also show by our actions that we have faith. You see, faith without works, the Bible tells us, is dead. And King Jehoshaphat understood this principle. In chapter 20, verse 21, the Bible tells us that Jehoshaphat does something interesting as they go out to face this vast battle, the storm that is approaching. It says that the king appointed singers to go ahead of the army. You see, he trusted God's promise. He went out in faith and his actions showed this. He knew he was not going to fight. Therefore, he put the singers, the, the songwriters, the, 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 the carolers in front of the army because they were not army men. They were not fighters. And he shows God by faith that he is not going to rely in his own strength. We need to also show God through our actions that we rely on him completely. The story of King Jehoshaphat goes that as the army started singing, as the song people started playing their instruments, the armies they were approaching, the armies of Moab and Ammon and Mount Seir, were so confused that they started fighting amongst themselves, killing one another. And God truly plundered those armies in front of um, King Jehoshaphat's army. Verse 25 and verse 30 tells us that when they arrived on the battlefield, where they were supposed to meet the storm, the battle was already completed and only a bunch of dead bodies and plunder was left behind. It says the plunder was so vast that they carried it away for days. They carried away the plunder with joyful singing in their hearts. They returned to Jerusalem. And verse 30 gave them, says that God gave them rest on every side. He gave them a time of peace after that, a peace that lasted until the end of the reign of King Jehoshaphat. You see, as Christians today, if we follow the steps that King Jehoshaphat followed, if we inquire of the Lord when we face crisis, if we obey him, if we continue worshiping, if we show him by our deeds that we trust him, God will go ahead of us and destroy the storm that we are going to face. He will, he will annihilate it. He will keep it safe. And not only that, but he promises that after the storm, there will be a time period of not a time period of peace, but an eternal peace for us when we go to heaven. We too will have a time where we will carry away the plunder. God promises that we will, we will have so much more after the storm of earth, after this battle that we have faced. We too will have a time period of rejoicing as we, as we go upon the clouds of heaven to heaven. The Bible tells us that we will sing the song of Moses and the Lamb. Only those who have gone through this tribulation will be able to sing this song. And God has promised us that we too will have rest on every side. Revelation and Hebrews tells us, Hebrews 4 verse 3, Now we who have believed will enter into his rest, says God. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 promises us that this rest will, will not have any hardship anymore. It says, And God will wipe away all the tears from our eyes, and there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. As we are in this calm, preparing for the storm spiritually, I pray, my prayer is that we will be strong in the Lord and that we will trust Him to carry us through the storm and that one day after the storm, each one of us will see each other in, the hev in heaven with God the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit and all the angels and that together we will enjoy the peace that comes after the storm. May God bless you.
the Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at eight AM. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word yes to plus two seven eight three six five eight four two nine six. And now May your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.